0: Thor, Ragnarok, Barry, how are we doing?
1: I'm jazzed, I'm jazzed, we made it, we're at, the, we're, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, except not really, because once we get caught up, the films just keep on coming, but, but we're all caught up, and uh, I'm pretty, feeling pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, as I said, as of recording this right now, we're caught up, that's all that matters. <laughs>
1: That's right, and we can tell ourselves that this audio will be you know, stored in the annals of history forever, and it will be remembered that at this time we had seen and discussed every released Marvel film.
0: And we didn't give up. No. So Thor, I'm going to start with the, my hottest take about this film. Thor Ragnarok is the fourth best film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Ooh. you know there. in the in the in doing this series with you i never really sat down and said okay i've now rewatched all of these what are the rankings so i actually don't know i tell you what i uh let me see can i name three films better than thor ragnarok uh i would say homecoming Ooh. i would say guardians one Ooh. i would say winter soldier that would be one of my other three hmm do i have a fourth film i would i don't know if most people would agree with me i would probably say civil war yep
0: my my three on top of this are the avengers Mm -hmm. civil war and winter soldier and realistically i think ragnarok can go toe-to-toe with with civil war i think those are interchangeable
1: yeah i i i think so i i mean to just jump straight into broad thoughts about the film. I, I think I was kind of the low man on this. I thought it was a really great film uh, when I first saw it in theaters. I, I, I didn't quite think it was it was uh, uh, amazing. And, and on rewatching it for this, I was like, I was kind of steadfast in that. I was like, this is a really, really, really great film. I don't know if it's in that upper echelon. Um, but it's but it it certainly has a bunch of character to it, and it mm. doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it is uh, in the mold. Certainly not. But oh uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I could probably name some some films I'd put ahead of it, but I I don't know that I would massively disagree with it being up there in that certainly in that top like six or seven thereabouts. I think it's certainly in there. It's a fantastically well made film.
0: It's certainly in the top half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Yeah.
0: I well, I watch this film and I wonder. You hear about like creative disputes with Marvel. You know, we we have had we've had Edgar Wright, we've had a couple other big like notable creative disputes, and then you watch a film like this, which is so mm. unabashedly weird and unique, and you can't think it's anything but Taiki Waititi's direct like vision for what this film is supposed to be.
1: And- yeah, and, and and he's another example of we've talked about kind of through this series of. Marvel kind of going out on the limb with a director choice. I mean, I've only the only thing of his that I've seen other than this is Boy, which is fantastic, but it's so not a movie you would watch and go this guy could make a 100 million dollar superhero film. Uh, you know what I mean? It's 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 crazy.
0: And especially the film that he made is so weird. This film is so like it's 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 gleefully strange. It's entirely what it wants to be. It takes it's like from the color palette to the soundtrack to the offbeat humor. It's 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 so like as I said, I wonder where do like Marvel draw the line? Where do they're like, oh Edgar, right? We can't let you do that, but we can let you do this with Thor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was maybe maybe it was kind of exhaustion or desperation with the Thor license. Maybe they were just like, oh, we can't really afford for another one of these to, to like two was was. Pretty damn weak, um, you know. I, maybe it was that, or maybe just maybe the right executive in the right office just really liked the director's previous work and pulled enough strings to just let him do his thing. I don't know, but as as you say, it's very very weird. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly a very odd film. I, I, I like that. Um, it kind of does that thing that I like about about like Futurama and like Rick and Morty, which is just it has fun, just making up all these just weird races and aliens and and things that, that that it feels like the creators and the writers just got creative overload and just got to keep got to write down a bunch of dumb ideas and actually made them happen for their alien races and their their you know the tech in the world and stuff like that. It was it was really really cool.
0: Mm. Like as i said this film is set on the strange planet of the name escapes me i should really look up these things yeah sakara, I, I i all
1: like sakara that was it yeah
0: which is basically the land of lost toys across space and time anything that gets lost in space lands up on sakara and yeah they just crafted this strange wacky world led by jeff goldblum that's just so it's weird it's so weird and jeff goldblum is the best
1: yeah and he's just being Jeff Goldblum with like... I, it's not, the volume not even turned up to eleven it's just it's just it's just a, it's just you know it's about it's, he's just Jeff Goldblum it's just at the level it's always at um he's fantastic, and yeah i, I love that premise again that it allowed for that creative freedom them, for them to put all that weird stuff in there. It is just the here's all the stuff that gets discarded in space in one place it's It was a very cool idea
0: like Jeff Goldblum has a line in this film where he says. You're officially pardoned, with a long pause, from life. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's the dumbest line you will ever hear in your life, but it's so good delivered by Jeff
1: Goldblum. Yeah, it, it, he's, he's really tremendous. I think, the, um, I think this might be, maybe I'll eat my words on this immediately, maybe possibly tied with, like, uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and maybe Guardians 2. Maybe the best supporting cast... Uh, of an MCU film because you've got you've got Goldblum, uh, you've got Kate Blanchett, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Chewing uh, all of the scenery. If there is scenery to be yes. chewed, she's chewing it.
1: I mean, talk talk about Goldblum. She's right there with Goldblum, just having the time of her life in that role. I mean, that's just 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 just. I'm in a dumb movie, comic book movie, alien movie thing, and I'm a goddess, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna i was gonna '90s comic book villain it up for this role.
0: Wearing her weird antler helmet.
1: It was a cool look. That was a cool look for 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 Hella. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. She was she was really tremendous. And obviously, you got you know your returning, uh, Idris Elba and, and and stuff like that, and Mark Ruffalo and Anthony Hopkins. Actually, speaking of Hopkins, when I first watched this movie in the theater, uh, I completely forgot where the where. The world was what the pre what the premise was what the ending of the last film was mm. everything escaped me and then when I sat down to watch it again this time I was like oh oh yeah this is- oh okay I forgot this this was going on um the the stuff with with Hopkins and 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 Loki and all that other stuff because it's kind of it's kind of not relevant I mean obviously the death of Odin is is is, is relevant but uh, it- it's it's basically just you know uh, um, s- establishing what's going on. In the kingdom, and then Thor is out of there, lands on this this uh, you know, this this weird planet, and, and the plot gets in motion. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about all that stuff. Mm.
0: In fairness, the, the scene it's it's a nice scene where like uh, Odin is sitting with Loki and Thor in that giant field, you know, <laughs> passing some advice and then dying. But Anthony Hopkins is death. I think he's on a different continent to Tim <laughs> Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth in that scene.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice it's it's a um it's a more reserved scene. Uh, i like that it was not a um you know he gets stabbed and dies in their arms while they scream no Mm -hmm. you know it was it was not any of that it was a it was a nice different approach i I appreciated it um i appreciated it for sure but um not necessarily a character i can say i'm gonna miss or anything you know
0: you're gonna be very disappointed that anthony hopkins won't be part of the mcu anymore
1: yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll soldier on. I'll soldier. Maybe he can get recast as Uncle Ben in the next uh, the Spider Man movie. Hey, I'd be on more than that. That'd be all right. Actually, I, in in an alternate universe, I could see Anthony Hopkins being being Uncle Ben. That'd be pretty all right.
0: He's delivering that great uh, great the uh, great power, great responsibility line. You can you can hear that. He probably says it almost in one of these films.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's probably said something along those lines. I do actually,
0: and the Hopkins little scene where he's basically playing Loki, great fun. Mm.
1: Yes, that was great. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, and again, it's, 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 you know, uh, having a bit of fun with, with the, the established roles and, and getting a little bit weird with it. I appreciated it. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was very nice.
0: You were Game of Thrones guy? Uh, yes. Yeah. You remember that scene in the, the most recent season where there's the play of all the, like the characters and the plot of Game of Thrones?
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. me of that. Yeah, yeah. God, that, that was, actually that scene is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I only got got caught up on Game of Thrones uh, uh, this year, like in preparation. I got caught up like just as the last season was ending, uh, and it feels like it feels like a blur because I watched so much, of it back to back. But that was seeing seeing it seeing it all culminate in this kind of farcical play was cool. It does remind me of that actually. Yeah, this the scene in in Ragnarok. That's actually a good that's a good comparison. And
0: uh, like the comedy in this film in general, it's real good. I mean, I, we mentioned like the first Thor film is kind of a comedy. The second one, yeah, a little less. But this, I feel like this is the fourth time I've said this. But th- as as comedies go in the MCU, this is as much a comedy as you get.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a. It's it's kind of lighter on the action. Obviously, you have your big action set piece like the fight with Hulk and stuff like that. But it definitely feels like it is. It is kind of a fantasy comedy type. Uh, uh uh set up more so than uh, uh your, your your like avengers balance of like 50-50 you know what i mean it, it feels like it skews more towards comedy certainly and yeah it all lands it's very very funny uh no no real bombs there's no there's like i don't recall anything where it's like oh that didn't land it's like no it's all it's all funny there's some belly laughs in there and when you're not belly laughing there's plenty of just chuckles and little things that will make you smirk and I think the cast helps that as well as the writing. I mean, you know, uh, this is the most fun I think anyone's ever had with Hulk on screen. Certainly, mm.
0: people were like, "Oh, that's very out of character for Mark Ruffalo." You know, his Bruce Banner character. He's like that guy was trapped as Hulk for years and then woke up on an alien planet. I think you can take some liberties there.
1: Yeah, especially I mean, the longer these movies go and the more into the reads you get with the with the with the stories. I mean, you have to yeah yeah like you say you have to you know roll with it. Uh, given the context of what what is happening in this you know, you know in this scenario, one thing I'm curious about, surprised I didn't see more kind of you know nerd outcry for this, was that they they could have maybe done a bit more with as as a lot of people mentioned this is obviously kind of rolling in several ideas from the Planet Hulk uh, uh, comic book you know, that that sort of famed arc that people wanted to see in films. Obviously, Thor lands on this weird planet. Turns out Hulk already washed up there and became like a a gladiatorial uh a champion uh you know I, I i thought there was probably more there they could have done with it it's like he shows up they have the fight you know hulk is reluctant to leave but eventually of course they do leave you know what i mean it, it's uh there was there's certainly more potential there but uh i i, I thought it, what they did was was pretty damn good and plus you don't want to you want to focus too much on hulk as well because as we've discussed he, he does work better as part of the the team
0: mm. and at the end of the day this is still a thor film Absolutely,
1: yeah, and I, I, I don't know that if they had gone fully fledged standalone film with with Planet Hulk, that it would have had, the, it would have had the legs.
0: We have to give a shout out to Korg as well. Korg is the best.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. i probably the probably the funniest character in the film, I thought. And um, I tell you, the director pulling double duty—that's a mm-hmm. great performance. Um, just, just funny and just kind of instantly likable. Just, a, just a very, a very soft, charming voice on the, on, on Korg.
0: Again, there's a line in this film where Loki appears as a ghost and then disappears, and Korg runs up and kicks the wall and shouts, "Piss off, ghost!" <laughs> it's yeah, my favorite. Thing. Great. <laughs> I love it yeah. so much.
1: I hope Korg. I hope Korg is a thing going forward. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, one one weird thing about this movie, um, one one disappointment I had was I remember when the tr- first trailer uh, hit, it was pretty. It, the world stopped on its axis when that trailer came out, and people were like, "Oh my god, what is this?" i'd had that great music and all those great visuals were you, you, you were you like me and you were really disappointed when you saw that like like 70% of the cool imagery in the trailer was contained in one like 30 second flashback
0: mm. and like mm. i was I, really i because I, I, obviously i watched the trailer and the trailer does the hulk reveal which you kind of understand why but, like, yeah. if, if you go into this film without knowing... Like, and I, I don't know how, how that is because it, I didn't do it myself. But I'd imagine if you went into this film knowing nothing about it and the reveal of Hulk just being there across the... the, the like, I'd imagine that would be so much better if you didn't see that in the trailer.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's one of those ones... Like, we talked about, like, trailer reveals uh, in the Spider-Man episode. This one, I totally agree. And I my initial reaction was the same... But uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I kind of feel like it is actually a selling point. Hmm. Um, but yeah, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine not knowing that's what that's what happens? That is a that is um that's quite the thing. And it's funny because it's like even if you try and avoid like those trailers when they go live on like YouTube or whatever, they still play before every damn film. Yep. Uh, imagine close but your like, eyes,
0: block your ears, run out of the room yeah. for, for two minutes. <laughs>
1: I mean, I watched the Infinity War trailer when it came out because it was Infinity War. It's like, okay, well, obviously, have to watch this. But if I did try and avoid it, I think I've seen it three times in theaters now. Mm. Um, so you'll see you it before
0: Black Panther,
1: <laughs> yeah, and Ragnarok as well. Oh my God, I feel like I saw. I mean, obviously, they knew they the reaction to the trailer was so positive because I feel like I saw that thing so many times before other films, even films that I, I don't necessarily think would have had like summer blockbuster superhero movie trailers on them. But um, it was it was certainly effective. Great use of music in the film and in the trailers as well. A little bit of Hotline Miami soundtrack on there, which I really appreciated. One of my favourite video game soundtracks ever. Mm. Uh, yes, supremely well marketed film. And plus, you know, like they got they got Goldblum. Little snippets of Goldblum in the trailer as well, doing his thing. Um, yeah, it was it was great.
0: And you mentioned the music, of course. There's a immigrant song with Led Zeppelin, which is kind of the centerpiece of the film.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, and, and it fits really well. Again, we've you know we've criticised some of the music in the MCU. Nice for it to have a a, a, a standout song that you can point to and, and recognise and recite uh, uh, that's associated with this film.
0: And it seems like a song that was
1: literally written for Thor. Yeah.
0: And it is very very well deployed at both times. It's and like it, 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 uh, very rarely do I like third acts in this film. I think more or less the third act in this film really does work.
1: Yeah, no, it does. Uh, it definitely sticks to landing. We haven't really talked about kind of the Valkyrie characters. Um, uh, what Wait, what? You, you were talking?
0: Man. Yeah, you were about you are mentioning the the thirty seconds. of imagery. Oh
1: yes, yeah. So the, the 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 really cool sequence in the trailer, which is actually just all contained within one flashback. Which, on the one hand, I was disappointed about, but on the other hand, when I was rewatching it for this, I was like, eh, a full movie looking like this—that's a Zack Snyder movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I want to see that, but it's certainly cool what it lasts. But the. Kind of the though the, the, the they were really interesting. What's the, the main character? The main Valkyrie character's name escapes me again because I'm awful with names. Um,
0: uh, Valkyrie Tessa Thompson played her.
1: Oh, she's just called Valkyrie. My bad. Um,
0: but she did have a name in this. She wasn't just called Valkyrie, wasn't she? Uh,
1: IMDb just sister her as Valkyrie. I, yeah, I'm, I, I think that's wrong. I don't know that that, that she's just called Valkyrie, but uh, Tessa Thompson's character anyway. I uh, Really enjoyed her. You know, a, a good badass hero uh obviously begrudging you know not not just uh I'm, I'm a member of the team right away you know the the, the begrudging hero uh which is always nice uh so yeah that, that that whole and the way they all came together at the end was was very very cool yeah one of the one of the better final acts especially compared to um guardians 2 which we talked about uh two episodes ago i believe it was um uh yeah this is this is a, a pretty strong one
0: mm. And, like, every little character had their little arc. Like, the Valkyrie character was a drunken person running from her past who had to embrace her past and take on the mantle of her legacy. Mm. Like, Thor's is fairly straightforward you know, hero taking down a peg redeems himself. You know, that's nothing special, but at least, you know, everyone has their little character arc.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got to see Thor do some thunder stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, have we seen that before? I don't know. I feel like I don't know that we've seen that much before.
0: I think it, it's always been tied to the hammer. Yes, yeah. As opposed to him just being straight up God of Thunder. Or spark- yeah, Sparkle Hands, if you prefer.
1: Yeah. Uh, got Chris Hemsworth with the short hair. Um, he's looking well. He's looking well. Yeah, uh, short hair and the lightning eyes. Good luck. It is. In uh, fact, you could
0: do anything to Chris Hemsworth and he'd probably be looking well. God damn it.
1: That, that's true, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what they could do. They could shave him bald. He'd probably make that work. Speaking of looks, we we got our most rough-load-up Hulk ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this film they got they got some ruffalo face tech on that hulk it was i thought it was incredibly jarring in the trailer in the actual film i thought it was fine it it, it, when i watched that trailer i was like oh my god i am not going to be able to watch this movie look at his look at his face just on this big weird alien thing how weird is this but it actually came off supernatural and well natural within the context of a superhero film uh in the final thing but uh yeah you know disney they're they're always pushing that that um they're always pushing that envelope with 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 the tech. Wait a minute,
0: you know the Loki actor in the little play?
1: Yeah, that was Matt Damon. What? That was Matt Damon. <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> how did I how, how did I watch this movie twice and not realize that?
0: Yeah, how did that? How did I never like even like hear of it? that's just kind of thing? You do, like, you know, look at Matt Damon's great cameo, you know.
1: Yeah, and I've never, I've never heard about that until now, jeez.
0: Unless the Wikipedia page is lying to me. It's like an uncredited Matt Damon plays the Loki actor. What?
1: <laughs> is it another Matt Damon?
0: No, the, the link goes to the right Matt Damon.
1: Wow. And
0: a nice does actually, uh, Luke Hemsworth played Thor in that scene as well. Oh, that's nice. So, brother of Chris, that's it's a nice little thing. It's a nice little thing in there. What do you think of the Doctor Strange cameo in this film?
1: I liked it. Yeah, it was right. Um, didn't didn't make much of it, um, but uh, yeah, it was okay. Um, didn't they have? Didn't they have? Was Thor in the post-credit scene of Doctor Strange? That was that one, wasn't
0: it? Yes.
1: Drinking I mean, the beer.
0: This this straight. Yeah, this actually. Yeah, this straight scene was was in in the post credits film. Uh, post-credit scene of that film, wasn't
1: it? Uh, I think so. My memory's failing me now, but uh, yeah, I guess they're gonna. Uh, Something about those two, they're linking together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so uh, was there a Stan Lee cameo in this? I can't remember. I he, missed it the second
0: He was the one that cut Thor's hair.
1: Oh, yes! Yeah, 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 okay. Of course. Apparently, Stan Lee was yeah.
0: uh, admitted to hospital yesterday as well, so.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What is he? 90? 90... He's 96, I think. Jesus Christ, okay. He's getting up um, there. Yeah, he's getting up there. He could literally um,
0: die at any moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's quite a run um yeah i completely forgot that he was the yeah doing that so yeah this is a pretty swell movie and the fight scene with hulk that we kind of alluded to it's a great fight scene as well it's yeah. uh uh really well done uh one thing one thing from the trailer that i would have the, the the i know him from work line is great but again I, I had seen it 50 times by the time the 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 actual movie came out
0: yeah and in so- the, the the scene where he does the thing from the Avengers to Thor, and then Loki starts utterly celebrating.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I like this. Like this film actually has a love a, a ton of tiny little references to the universe that like are, are really nice little Easter. Like the the thing where he's going through the the vault and he uh, they find the the Infinity Gauntlet, which people are like, oh, it's a big plot hole in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that the in Asgard the Infinity Gauntlet's just sitting there, and she's like, nah, it's fake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking watching this, given the nature of the planet it's set on, I didn't I didn't really comb the 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 film for references, but I was like, I'm sure there's ten million things in this that are hmm. that are really really kind of minute references and nods here and there, but I I didn't catch any. I'm I'm also rubbish with, with comic book trivia. I mean, most of that stuff just goes over my yeah. head.
0: Yeah. Oh god, E es- Ezra es- es- in this film too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I like Idris Elba a lot, but I feel like I've never, in terms of feature films, I've never quite felt like, oh, Idris Elba, he's, he's, you know, really bringing it.
0: Yeah. Um, I I saw the the, the Aaron Sorkin film, Molly's Game. He's in that. I like him in that.
1: I heard that's good. I haven't seen that yet.
0: Um, Yeah, I think he's in a different film here, basically, isn't he?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Asgard stuff just isn't really, um, it's not super notable.
0: That we do continue the the Asgard soldier legacy of all utterly being useless and dying immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which Jeez. I think is the, the mir- film it, in a row. Yeah, I don't know what use it is really. Hela just you know, I, it, yeah, doesn't like Hela like wipe them all out like on her own basically or, or you know something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like there's the 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 pals of Thor from the first film and like they played a smaller role in the second one. They're just killed in this film.
1: Yeah yeah it's like again like the, the second film just, just not relevant at all
0: just like yep and Jane Foster does not get her tiny cameo in here just like what's her name did in Spider-Man Homecoming so she's still not alive she's long gone yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I like this film I really really I like. this is the only Marvel film I've seen twice in the cinema like, you I saw know. it
1: twice in the cinema
0: yeah I was like I really like this film I'm going to go see it again
1: yeah it's very easy to watch as well I did notice that on a rewatch it's just super digestible and it's,
0: um, like it is two hours ten minutes long, but it's I think it's one of the rare Marvel films that feels worth its its runtime.
1: Yeah, and it's again I think I think leading more into the comedy makes it feel a little bit breezier. Mm. Uh, there's no kind of stony faced wondering about the state of the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which we might we might get a lot of that in Infinity War. I, I feel. Yeah. So so this 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 just breezes by.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like this film. I like this film a lot, Barry. <laughs>
1: I do as well.
0: We have Black Panther coming out in a little over a week from when we record this. It'll probably be slightly after. What well, As I do some scheduling in my head. Homecoming's going up today. Next week is is Wonder Woman. Maybe the week after that. We'll see you after that. But yeah. Yeah. By the time you hear this, uh Black Panther will be out and we'll have been caught up.
1: So, uh do enjoy it. And uh, we'll we'll of course be back with that at some stage. I'm looking forward to that. I thought the trailer they put out was uh, pretty dang great. Uh, did, really I, great cast going and everything like that.
0: I did like like oh you know all the reviews from the premiere say it's amazing. It's like. Literally, they stack those theaters full of, like, fanboys. Like, uh, before all of the, the DC films, it's like, oh, DC, is yeah. this is the big DC film. It's like, yeah, because you've stacked the, 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 the cinema with people who are going to adore this film. And then they'll talk about it on Twitter with their social media influencers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And it's like, all the, one of the reviews, I think it was like USA Today, was like, calling it, like, iconic And stuff like that and then it said it's a top five marvel film i was like well i i'd hope it's kind of like above that if it's an (laughs) iconic film like it's like people as much as we've enjoyed this walk through the mcu the way people talk about these movies is so weird it's like when a good one comes out it's like people have meltdowns and think it's like the best thing since sliced bread i'm sure there's going to be an oscar campaign for this Mm. probably i mean it's just craziness it really is um, uh, but I don't doubt I mean it looks great I don't doubt it's going to be great but uh, yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there with your uh, with the people they stick into these movies uh, movie screenings rather
0: Because yeah, there's like there's like three of these films that are honest to goodness fantastic films and then there's a bunch of them that are just a real good time yeah and it's like it's nothing wrong with being a real good time you don't have to overhype something to be more than a real good time
1: yeah absolutely so before we go uh, plugs uh twitter.com slash barry where you can go for updates on everything barry let La- the barry com is the website where i post some bits and bobs got a top uh what do i have top 10 video games of the year on there
0: what did you vote number one <laughs> not yakuza. to spoil the list but...
1: yeah you can spoil the list it's fine i don't mind it's yakuza Zero. Ooh, interesting Best game in 2017 um where did zelda got, rank right. on your list
0: oh you didn't finish zelda though did you
1: I didn't finish it, but I put it on the list. It was it was, it was, was excellent enough that it warranted on the list. I, So I do try and finish things before I put on the list, but I, I had to, like, third week in January, I was like, all right, I got to fucking write this list, because if I don't write it now, it's just not going to get written. And I can sit here and obsess over finishing these games, or I can just write it. So I made two exceptions. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this game has come out of nowhere. It surprised me. I never liked Assassin's Creed. This game is fantastic. It is my 10th favorite game of the year. It's going on the list. And Zelda as well. I I like, All right, I can't not put Zelda on here. The way it won me around. So, and plus, Zelda, I think I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this on air, on this podcast, but it's a game that I'm happily not in any rush to, to, to finish. I haven't played it in like a few weeks, but every, every few weeks I get the itch to play it. And I put like 10 hours into it. So I, I will happily be tipping away at Zelda probably for the most of 2018. Uh, yeah. So that's in at number nine. So, um, so that's on there. So, yeah, you can go to com and read about why I picked those games and what other games were on there. Uh, yeah, and twitter.com slash for updates on all of those stuff, including when I'm podcasting with Garrett next. Woo.
0: Welcome to our to Podcast of the Week, the final film before the Avengers Affin- Affinity War. Yes, it's a war about people who like each other. Infinity War comes out at the end of April, is Black Panther. Barry, Black Panther.
1: Yeah, I'm all hyped up for Affinity War. That's I think the world could use something like Affinity War.
0: That's the big follow-up to Civil War, you know, where instead of fighting, they just hug and the film is like two minutes long.
1: I mean, that's much needed. It was pretty grim. It was pretty miserable there at the end, but... Bring it back together. Bring it in for a hug. You know, um, I'm all about that. But yeah, before we get to the Affinity War, we got the Black Panther too.
0: We do. I I don't know about Black Panther, Barry, because everyone loves it. And I think it's a good film. <laughs> but I don't think it's a particularly great film. Hmm. I, don't...
1: I, hmm. I was gearing up to be with you for the first half. And then I thought they really kind of stuck the second half with the increased presence of Michael B. Jordan and, and and whatnot. I can I can totally see how you or someone else could watch this and think it is just a a good movie. Um, uh, I I do think it was pretty tremendous, uh, uh, but I do see its shortcomings. Like a lot of Marvel movies, even the truly excellent ones, you kind of have to. It, it, it's really how much. You, I, I don't think it's so much that they're all perfect, even the the really really acclaimed ones, so much as uh, uh, how how do those uh, sort of tropey negatives affect you? Um, so what was uh, what were your what were your bugbears with this one that that made you hesitate on calling it a, a true grace?
0: I will I will preface it first. I think it is a fundamentally important film i think on, yes of course on every level i think in the MC- it's the second most important film in the mcu probably behind the original iron man it's probably what the the third most important superhero film of all time for um because i would say well uh, maybe, yeah maybe batman i was thinking x-men but maybe batman's more important than x-men
1: uh because i feel oh, I, I that's actually tough that is actually that's a whole other series almost um uh Batman or X-Men. I don't know. I feel like Batman is the real uh the real core of the modern boom, I would say. Hmm. Um uh and then and then after that it's like a toss up between X-Men and Spider-Man. Although realistically you probably have to go X-Men because it was 3 years early. Um uh but yeah, Black Panther certainly up there. Uh for for a number of reasons. I mean, it really was a uh uh historic film and that was not just a uh uh, that wasn't just a talking point before the film it was the the historic significance of this film in terms of reaching out to people who might not necessarily uh, care to watch a superhero movie that was very much reflected at the box office Mm. Uh, you know i don't think black panther was the absolute mammoth success it was just because it was great you know what i mean i mean because there's lots of great superhero movies you know what i mean and it's certainly not because he's a a first string superhero character i definitely don't think that's the case i think it was very much the the historical significance of it as a as a sort of a a, a, not not just a a, such a predominantly black cast but also the 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 director and what have you uh uh, yeah very 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 significant film so yeah
0: um, i will start by well actually i was gonna say I think Batman is like the father of the genre and then X-Men kind of shares the most DNA in terms of like structure.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: So yeah, anyway. The the, the things I don't... I think this film has a relatively weak script. (laughs) I think like most of the... There's not a ton of humour there but I think that the humour that is there doesn't really land at all. And I I don't think the Chadwick Boseman character is all that interesting. I don't think T'Challa is a good lead. He's just boring. He doesn't do anything in this film.
1: Uh, I would kind of agree. I was I was interested in him, but I definitely thought there was uh, more potential there that was not tapped into him as the kind of young, struggling to lead king. It was you know your drive and your your will for him to succeed pretty much only kicks in when you see Killmonger and how much you you are you know for or against his cause. Um, but then, I, you know, it's it's yeah. They could have had maybe a bit more in the first half of the film, maybe more evidence of him maybe struggling with being king. If you know what I mean, like outside of the outside threat of Killmonger, just just him in general, uh, uh, you know, grappling with the difficulties of being uh, the leader of this extremely weird and cool. Uh, hidden world of wakanda Uh, but i I kind of agree i like i like both i like performance but i don't know that it is it's a uh, super compelling uh uh, protagonist
0: Mm, because it's just i think you're right because this is relatively off the back of civil war where his, his father is killed so he's just thrown into leading this nation all of a sudden and yeah you don't really get the sense of that burden on him do you
1: no no it's like it's it's you know, Killmonger comes in and and there's only dissension because of the external politics of Wakanda or or the lack thereof, right? He wants to, you know, take this technology and and use it all over the world. But up until that point there's like zero dissension in the ranks when it comes to, to Chala, uh, with the exception of that one tribe. But they even say in the opening uh, uh exposition that, that tribe has always kind of been the outsider uh, uh, dissenting tribe so it's not even like it's just him. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they they really could have, like you know, maybe before we even see Killmonger in Wakanda, just that that people are dissatisfied with T'Challa. I don't know because he's young, or because they think he's not worthy, or they, you know, he won obviously that that battle right, but you know, maybe they just didn't like how he did it. You know, something like that that, that could have. Uh, made it feel like he was fighting a bit more from the bottom, but uh, but again, yeah, I think I think there was just so many other things in the film that worked for me that I was able to kind of just roll with that. Um, yeah, I think I think it's good performance. I think he's a kind of a charismatic guy who's, who is inherently likable, which helped a lot.
0: It probably doesn't help that he is he is dramatically overshadowed by Michael B. J- B. Jordan. This is the Michael B. Oh. Jordan show. He is he is fantastic in this film. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he really is. He really is tremendous. Uh, uh, you know, super charismatic. He, he's uh, his kind of Oakland uh, way of talking, contrasted with the with the the way everyone in Wakanda acts and speaks and, and, and behaves. Is such a it really makes him pop off the screen. As you know, along with his own just general presence. Uh, yeah, he's he's really tremendous. Uh, and, you know, he's got to be one of the sort of... I, I don't even... I feel like calling him, like, quote-unquote, like, promising and young is kind of overstating it. Like, he's he's been around for a few years, but he still feels like he's very much on the ascent. And, and he will be, you know, one of the, the most compelling actors in, in Hollywood for, for a long time to come. And, and this is uh, this is his piece to resist on. Some. Actually, I haven't seen Creed. I shouldn't say that. I... I I know people love Creed so I should I should say this is his big coming out party but it did, it did feel like when this movie came out there was like a whole new generation of people almost exposed to him because obviously it was infinitely more successful than Creed but uh, but yeah he's he's phenomenal
0: because Creed I, I, I like Creed because it is the most formulaic sports film of all time and I don't mean that mm. as a bad thing it's just like it hits all of those sports, sports films beats like perfectly and he's really good in it and then he just walks into this and he really just steals this film. This is his film. The second he like walks onto the, the, the fricking when, when does he first show up in this film? It's when he... well
1: he's, he's in it in, in small drips and drabs fairly early. Your classic, you know, Marvel format of here's the hero doing this thing. And then 20 minutes later, Oh, here's your little tease of what the villains up to. Uh, but the film, I don't think really gets going until he arrives in Wakanda, which is a solid hour, if not more into the film, I think, um, hmm. uh, uh, and I think I think speaking about him and what works about him, I think that's what I what I kind of mentioned earlier about you know whether or not you think the movie is good or excellent is how much you kind of weigh certain things. And I, you know, a big uh, negative for me with a lot of Marvel films or and you know, superhero films in general is the weakness of the villain. And so obviously they have this powerhouse performance with Michael B. Jordan, but also. Uh, Character-wise with Killmonger They've given you something to actually sink your teeth into uh, uh, In terms of motivations uh, In terms of a tragic backstory I watched this with uh, two buddies of mine And when we came out of the theater I see a lot of superhero films with them They're like my superhero pals I go see all the superhero crap with Good, bad, and in the middle Uh, And I had never seen them so compelled by a villain or so intrigued by a villain as as they were with him and that obviously sparked lots of debate after the after the film first hit people thinking he was uh people disliking the film because he was the villain people liking the film because he was a complex villain that was tragic in some ways uh, uh there were so many aspects of what he was that were that were compelling um and i think that's kind of what tipped it over the edge to me as okay no this is an upper echelon marvel film because they have all those other great aspects that the mcu has but they have him there you know really hitting a home run in the area where a lot of swinging and missing for for the mcu in that department
0: he's he's motivated by something as opposed to mustache twirling in the uh, fair enough he does veer a little into mustache twirling I want to blow everybody up a little but at least the motivations behind that are relatively sound and he actually has a stance though it does descend into I want to steal the powers of the superhero which but still
1: yeah absolutely of course yeah And I remember being so disheartened when I watched that trailer and it was like him wearing a Black Panther suit I was like oh my god
0: here we go oh
1: no there's no way they make this good, but that was really such a, a, a minute aspect of the film. But yeah, and you know, in the end, I mean, I, I thought the ending fight sequence was a bit tiresome because it just turns into here's a superhero film with the two sides of the war going to battle and all these explosions and CGI rhinos and stuff. And I, I kind of tuned out for that, and then I kind of tuned back in for the actual climactic battle. Uh, I really liked the the, the that fight between. Killmonger and T'Challa because when a push came to a shove you know it was like they could have saved him but Killmonger while he was redeeming himself in death he was also like just just so you know I'll always be this way this is always you and I will never be on the same page philosophically
0: Mm, we both want the same goals but we have very different ideas on how to really get there in the end don't we (laughs) yeah uh, though I, yeah, that kind of final battle with the, the even the way what's his name his his brother-in-law turned on him, it's just that didn't feel he's like okay, I'm just going with the bad guy now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that, I mean that wasn't even a character that I think was even especially fleshed out beforehand. It was just kind of he was very just
0: <laughs> yeah, which was kind of probably, probably the which was probably the problem, right? It's just yeah. why well, it's like oh okay, you're just gonna fight okay. <laughs> I, th- I yeah. thought they were doing a whole like set up and turn thing, but now he's he's just gonna fight to the death. It's fine.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, and I think I think the all of the secondary characters could have been fleshed out a little bit better. There was you know a lot of them had a certain cool factor to them, and I think there's room for them to be expanded on in future films. But in this one, yeah, you know they were they were kind of just there. Uh, uh, you know, you had the sister character who was kind of funny, but uh, I could have done without the uh, the what are those reference in, in, in twenty eighteen. Mm. Uh, I don't even know what year that was. That was at least two years ago, if not more. Uh, in fairness It uh, was
0: probably when the script is written. So somebody possibly,
1: but at, but at some there, stage there somebody should have There went, it is. The, there it is. Is the folly of writing jokes like that? <laughs>
0: yes. At some stage, somebody should have went like, think we should take that out?" <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely yeah and it's like uh you know i'm sure i'm sure folks behind Kickass wish they could go back and do a remaster where he's posting on facebook rather than myspace <laughs> you know what i mean well, that
0: makes films fun to go back to in a way doesn't it
1: it kind of does yeah it's it, especially from this era because it's all everything moves and changes so fast these days that stuff like that is such a specific uh snippet of time although as an aside I remember watching Kick Ass in the theater, thinking, "What MySpace? <laughs> what the hell? Is this film like delayed several years? <laughs> so it came was... out in like 2009 or something, when the ship had long sailed on MySpace.
0: There was just Tom left behind by himself.
1: Oh, poor Tom! Actually, not poor Tom. He's rich.
0: Was Was Tom a real person? I was doubtful.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, even though he seemed like a sort of uh, uh, robot with a stock photo. He's a. I think that's. I think that's still his picture on Twitter. I think he has a Twitter profile now. Um, but he's exceedingly rich because he did sell off MySpace at its at its uh, apex.
0: Some sucker bought it like like freaking Time Warner and AOL.
1: Yeah, what the, talk about business deal of the century? This uh, is why you
0: would never buy any tech company.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I feel like I would just yeah. I remember I remember when Bitcoin was first blowing up, and I was like, maybe I should get into this, and it was like, ah, no just don't, don't buy just buy physical things you can actually hold websites and fake money that's not worth it yeah let's buy uh,
0: blu-rays those will never go out of style
1: yeah uh, but yeah so uh 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 we're talking about secondary characters yeah i, I think i think they were all kind of amusing but yeah not mega compelling necessarily especially the love interest character i feel like they did basically nothing with that
0: yeah pretty much I was my favorite part of this film is what I've liked about all the recent Marvel films is that they've kind of dived into genres and there's yeah. there's like a spy thriller sequence in like the first act it's about half an hour an hour in where they're they're staking out that club place and it it kind of becomes a James Bond film for like 20 minutes I was into that Yes
1: yeah it was it was cool it was well done uh you know kind of casino stakeout scene absolutely
0: did you did you cringe at Martin Freeman's accent? Have you gotten over it yet?
1: No, I'm still yeah, I'm still cringing at it. I have not gotten over. Uh, uh it, it it was pretty weak. I know, I know that his character was something of a sore spot for people. Uh, because it's like the 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 white CIA agents going into this hidden nation of 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 pure untouched African nation and, and participating in their wars. <laughs> It's like I get it. That's pretty rough. It's not. It's not perfect. But uh, yeah, this I was I was he was in the film more than I was expecting. This is like his foremost MCU uh, presence again. Still not massively in it, but in it more than I was expecting.
0: This feels for him like Thor felt for Coulson, where he's like, yeah, he's kind of in the other ones, but now he's in a
1: film. Yeah, now he now he's in it. In it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and, and, and it's cool. I like Martin Freeman a lot. Accent aside. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool.
0: Actually, did you see they're bringing Coulson back?
1: No? Oh yes, no I did actually, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, is that in Infinity War or what's the deal with that? Uh, it's
0: in Captain Marvel, which I think is set in the 90s, which is the reason they can bring him back without...
1: Oh, right, 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 that makes sense.
0: So I say it's the reason they can bring him back without bringing him back to life, but they already did that in the TV show.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot, yeah, there was, uh, there was some, you know, jumping ahead to Infinity War a bit, there was some, uh, hubbub that, uh, Captain Marvel will be in that, uh, because I think there was, like, there was, like, a freeze frame from a trailer doing the round. I think it was the Super Bowl ad, where it's, like, <laughs> like, literally a freeze frame and a few pixels, someone was like, is this, is this Captain Marvel standing behind, um, uh, Captain America and I think they actually confirmed that yes it was and that she uh there there were things filmed that were then subsequently taken out and that she is not in the movie but, but who knows, that could be that could be uh a a double fake out or something. Uh Russo Brothers is very chatty about what is and isn't in this film already, to the point that I think it's all just lies.
0: Yeah, like, uh, though I, I, I saw...
1: You know, yeah, people are dying, folks. Don't you worry. We're killing people left, right, and center in this movie. Yeah. We got you.
0: I saw I saw a Twitter moment. I didn't bother clicking on it, but it's like, you won't believe the people who have a big role in this film. And one of them was Thanos. And I was like, he's been front and center of every trailer in this film, and you are surprised that he has a big role in it.
1: Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. But... Uh... I feel like I feel like God. It's like Infinity War, like content overload. Now, now the Black, I mean, I mean, Black Panther really was. It was the, it was the biggest thing in the in the zeitgeist there for a while. But now I feel like we're all, all you know, all systems go on on Infinity War, and it's just every day there's a new interview, and you know, every, people can't stop talking about it. Every every trailer, the society shuts down every time there's a new trailer for Infinity War. Uh, God, it really feels like it is going to be the film event of I don't know, the decade? Maybe even longer?
0: How are you feeling uh, about it? Uh,
1: I I think you and I have spoken about this before and I, after watching that second trailer I'm pretty steadfast in this. I think I really get the vibe that it's going to be another it's just going to be another mainline Avengers movie, which is that it will probably be really well made with some fun dialogue and some fun action and uh Maybe you know, I'm I almost certainly going to have more real drama in it than the previous two, just because it really does seem like they're going to start uh, ramping up the, the the tension and the consequences in this. Swinging the but, axe,
0: they're swinging the axe, Barry.
1: Yeah, well, they have to. They got they, they can't have all all 26 of those people <laughs> on screen for the whole film. But um, other than other than that, I mean, from looking at the trailers, it, it really just feels like a, a very formulaic. Uh, a superhero film but again that's that's you know unfairly judging based on on promotional materials there's there's uh so many threads coming to a head in this film that I'm sure uh it'll be more compelling than perhaps the uh the trailers or whatnot uh, make it look but right now I'm excited but uh reservedly so I'm not going in expecting the best movie ever but I'm expecting a hell of a spectacle' And for a whole lot of excitement from people around it, uh, which is kind of fun. I mean, I've, I, you know, I like comics a lot, but I've never been a massive comic nerd, and it's kind of fun seeing people. This is the culmination of their life, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating it greatly. I have, I have secured the morning after it comes out off work, because I'll go to a midnight launch for it. Um, but uh, I'm I've, modest. I've, I'm keeping my, my expectations for the actual like quality of the film in, in check. I expect it to be good, but not anything excellent.
0: I think of it a lot like I'm currently thinking about Ready Player One. Oh. Because if you watch the Ready Player One trailers, you'll look at them and go, oh. And you'll just be like, oh, look, it's references the movie. But then you realize yeah. it's being directed by Steven Spielberg. Right, who I have some amount of faith in and making more than references the movie. So now to to talk about Infinity War, you look at those trailers and there's a lot of faceless armies running towards superheroes waiting to be smashed. And you're like, haven't we seen that twice at least? But then you look at the Russo brothers who have made two of the best movies in this entire series. And you're like, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. No matter what this marketing material looks like, those two have made two very good movies and I have faith in them, even though, in fairness, the number of moving parts to make this damn movie where you have like 700 characters all feeding in from like 16 different films and you're just like, we have to juggle all of this and make it a coherent plot that serves all of these characters in some interesting way at least and, you know, sets up another film in, well, it's next summer, isn't it?
1: it's uh yes i think so yeah
0: and sets up another film in a year that's a very difficult task to juggle but i think if anybody can do it it's those two
1: yeah and, and it is and the thing about you know the previous avengers films is that they were impressively uh, uh composed uh with at the time what was a really novel idea of the ensemble thing and now they've just amped it up and as you say you know you've got these their their resume should speak for itself at this stage you know uh, and they kind of, not only with with uh, Winter Soldier, which is, you know, phenomenal, but also Civil War, which is excellent as well, and is also a movie that has to deal with, uh, you know, a large cast of characters who all have to be given uh, ample screen time and, and uh, characterization. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think if anyone could make this setup of alien comms to collect six MacGuffins to help him take over the entire multiverse, you know, if anyone can weave that into a compelling yard and have some awesome action along the way, I think it's those guys. Uh, Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's gonna be... I mean, it's it's crazy because we're living in this informed age where we all kind of, we're all online and we all know that Marvel, the, the studio entity under Disney owns Iron Man and owns Captain America and owns the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I'd almost like to, I would almost love if this era of films was 15 years previous when I was less tuned into all that stuff. And the idea of, and I'm sure this is what it's like for kids today who, who don't care about who owns the IP. I'm sure their little minds are blown by the idea that the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in the same film because they had the uh, there's been some characters in the mcu that have intermingled a lot some that have intermingled a little bit and then there's those two entities that they have kept completely uh, separate and you know guardians is also like one of the most successful new franchises of the last however many years so uh it's going to be pretty it's going to be it's important to to not lose sight of what an impressive kind of moment that's going to be
0: and in fairness, what an impressive feat it is to get here, because you look at DC and how hard they're trying to get to the same place. Not going so well for them.
1: No, no, yeah. What's even What's even next for them? I don't even know. Uh,
0: I think it's Aquaman, isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. is this? Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's either that or Shazam. I think. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Uh, neither of these are doing it for me Garrett I gotta be honest you know
0: you you make a good point about like as as you said you know we know Disney owns all these characters we know like the X-Men aren't going to show up because Fox owned them and they might show up because Disney might be buying Fox but also they might not be now but we'll see how that turns out and Spider-Man's not going to show up until Sony and Disney can get along like we know that but yeah as, as kids who don't understand that Disney owns all of these people and just go to see Guardians of the Galaxy and just go see Iron Man and then they're together what
1: yeah absolutely and it's like Important to remember that that like Guardians One was just an unbelievable success. I mean, it really was, and it was the hottest thing uh, uh, when it came out. And you have to imagine, you know, it was the it was the lunchbox movie for a lot of kids that summer. I'd imagine. Um, uh, and now the idea that they're crossing over is 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 really cool. You mentioned there as well, you know, Fox and all this other stuff. I mean. And it's fun to speculate, you know, lots of speculation about, about, you know, will there be a stinger in this one? I doubt it'll be a significant part of the film, but will there be like a post-credits thing that alludes to any of these previously, you know, segregated Fox characters uh, uh, being present in any kind of post-credits stinger for Infinity War?
0: And if you're being very skeptical, it was announced yesterday that all of the Fox Mar- X-Men films have been pushed forward a little so uh, I think they, well pushed back, but they're they're releasing later than they were planned to, uh like like the New Mutants film they have coming out and the Phoenix film they have coming out. They've pushed them further into twenty nineteen. Yeah, and you think maybe that's something to do with them showing up in the Avengers?
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, uh, I mean, I there's been all matter of, of speculation and. Uh, it's it's tough to get a read on. I don't know. I mean, it, it, part of me wonders, like, you know, did they have their plans for Infinity War? Every aspect of it set in stone so many years ago that they can't really pivot now to include those characters, or you know, are they gonna are they gonna take the chance and do it? I don't know. Uh, I you know, I, I I'm I'm curious. I, I I wonder if um you can even do something small like in a post credit scene have a character with like telepathy, like perhaps uh, not even make it explicit, but like allude to the fact that they've connected with Xavier or something like that. It really does have to be that basic. It doesn't need to be anything remotely explicit to send people into a frenzy. Uh, we've seen that in the past with post credit scenes. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It really is. Yeah. Maybe that's
0: why Captain Marvel got caught. They're like, now we have to squeeze the X-Men in here. Sorry, Captain Marvel, you're bumped to infinity war too.
1: Yeah, we got we got too much going on right now. Or what actually that, get...
0: that film still doesn't even have a title yet, does it? What's that? The second half of this.
1: Uh I assumed it was just gonna be part two.
0: No, they said recently that they they didn't want to call it part two because they wanted people to see them as two separate films. Oh really? So I think it's just tentatively whatever the Avengers four is whatever.
1: Hmm. I mean I think that's perfectly reasonable. That's all good. But I mean
0: It's still part one and two. I don't
1: know. My my feeling is still that Yeah, I mean I I think this movie ends with Thanos like you know, I think I think there'll be a decent body count in that movie and I think the the final act will be like a significant character being killed and Thanos kind of having the vast majority of the stones and heading towards like I think I think the film probably ends with like one left and, and it's a it's an Empire Strikes Back type ending where everything is extremely grim, which I realize they just had in Civil War, but uh, uh, you know a, a pretty grim sort of chapter in the story, and then and then I very much feel like the following film will then be Infinity War 2, But I, I appreciate that they're that they're making them two separate parts, who's, or two, oh, sorry, two separate not two separate parts, two separate uh, uh, things.
0: Who's dying, Cap or Iron Man?
1: It's got to be Iron Man. It's the more it's the more jaded character that we've uh, uh, we've all had enough of. I mean, I I, I would uh, I would watch more Captain America stuff. I know Steve Rogers. Uh, Steve Rogers. Jesus Christ. He's Steve Rogers. Chris <laughs> he's Steve Rogers. No more Steve Rogers ever in any form of fiction. No. Uh, uh, Chris Evans. I know that story going around is that he's done after uh, four. Uh, which would be obviously not this coming Avengers film, but the next one. Um, and that's fine. But I still think there's no reason really. I I don't think there's any more uh, juice to be gotten out of either Robert Downey Jr. Or to be honest, uh, Tony Stark, the character.
0: Hmm. You could, you could make an argument that if you're going for the all hope is lost this moment, Cap is a better kill.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. He is. So we should uh, see. But we exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so many moving parts uh, uh, going into uh, Infinity War. What they're going to say is that is that um, Black Panther did feel very uh, self contained. Mm. Didn't feel like it was really. It didn't feel like the preamble to Wakanda, but uh, to Wakanda to to civil to uh, Infinity War. But uh, the Infinity War trailers do. It looks like Wakanda does host a significant battle uh, uh, in the movie. So so there's an overlap there.
0: Which is nice that they they created that through line without you watching Black Panther and they're like, it's the Infinity Stones or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I I would not have been up for that.
0: I don't think we can we should finish up talking about Black Panther instead of 20 minutes about the Avengers.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's that's I think that's indicative of this moment in time. I mean, uh, that's that's the 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 main talking point about Black Panther is how great it is and how significant it is. At the it's a distant second but still The second most prominent talking point About the film is hey this is the last one before The big event You know mm-hmm. uh, And it's obviously the last time we'll be touching base With the, the listeners Before Uh infinity war is out in the world
0: yeah it's it's almost as if we planned it perfectly <laughs> hey, in infinity war. maybe
1: maybe we did uh,
0: uh, i don't think we can leave it's... black panther without talking about like the the style of the film because it's a celebration of african culture on like a level i don't think that's been seen in film uh
1: <laughs> um, it was certainly not in like a mainstream or western film western. anyway yeah no certainly not it's it's unapologetic and it's uh uh, you know it's it, they have like their official uh score, but they also have the, their original soundtrack album, which is really great uh you're featuring Kendrick Lamar and a bevy of other artists um it's it's really cool yeah and it's it's uh it's not kind of compromising or, or putting like a western face on it it's kind of just letting it be which is really cool.
0: So, small Avengers die. Ludwig Göransson did the music, like the the underlying score. Who okay. did, also did the music for Community, which was worked on by the Russo brothers. It all ties together. It's all one universe.
1: Aha! they are yes. There you go. Uh, uh, it's all it's all coming together.
0: So, do we have any prevailing thoughts about Black Panther or the general Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to this point?
1: No, it's been it was it was a great film, and it's it's uh it, it's I mean talk about momentum. I, I mean, the Black Panther uh, being the success it was, and as good as it was, means they they couldn't be on a better footing going into Infinity War. They really couldn't.
0: They made one point uh, two billion dollars, <laughs> which I think is the most of any solo film. I think the two Avengers films have it beaten, and maybe Captain America: Civil War. I'm not sure. Truly, no yes. way of knowing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then and now we have Infinity War, which I mean that's that I think is going to be trying to comp- I think that's going to be competing with your top tier Star Wars Force Awakens. I don't I don't think it, it'll dethrone Avatar worldwide, mm. um, but that, I mean I think it's definitely going to be in that mix of the of the top grossing.
0: Because yeah, the second Avengers didn't feel like an event as much, did it?
1: No, and it's weird because it's like I, I thought those trailers were really cool. Kind of like the trailers are really cool for for this one, but yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't feel. Yeah, I, I I don't really know what it is. Yeah, it kind of came and went. Hmm. Uh, you know, middle kind of middle of the middle of the road. I think I think people knew that that Ultron was not going to be the cultural event. I think like even I mean forget Infinity War. I think Civil War was the thing people were gearing up for as the as the real big deal. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one, this one's going to be a big one.
0: Indeed. Before we go, do you want to plug anything, Barry?
1: As usual, plugs. Twitter.com slash Barry where you can find me, chatting about a various number of things. YouTube.com slash BarryMurphyLad It's where I'm streaming things, including a way out at the moment. little co-op stream I got going on there. It's pretty fun. Uh, several hours of that already recorded, so I'm going to be going up on the channel on a fairly regular basis, uh, trying to get into more of a routine with that. So yeah, those are the places to go for me. Is a way out any good? It's solid, yeah. Uh, it it kind of feels like a uh, uh, a not not super compelling list collection of mini games, but again, the local co op aspect of it makes it more fun. There are, a lot of the stuff you're doing is fairly basic, but but actually communicating with the person next to you to, to advance is is pretty fun. Um, it is uh, it's thirty euro, and what I did was I i'm playing it with my roommate and we split the cost of it and i would recommend people doing that because it's like it is a really fun 15 euro game it's uh it's something i would maybe go into with tempered expectations but it's fun it's a it's a fun different thing
0: you can play online as well can't you with a randomer
1: uh, you, uh i uh yes it has matchmaking i think uh but the i would not play this with not, not because it's hard, but because a lot of the enjoyment would be gone. I would not play this with a randomer. Uh, if you can't play locally with a friend, I would recommend doing online. And it has a great feature. Where if you want to play with a buddy, your buddy can download the demo, and you can send them an invite, which will then allow, allow them to basically play through the whole game so long as they're playing with you uh, over, over PSN. It's, it's really cool uh so i would strongly encourage if if you know, to do that if you don't have a a local friend play through
0: it that is nifty 3d was it 3 DS or ds you have that it was a download play but they never used to do it with games you'd actually want to do it with <laughs>
1: right yeah so
0: it's yeah. like it's like you can do it with nintendogs but not mario kart hey guy
1: yeah